Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is a this is gonna be a fun one. I am I'm really excited to have you here. Uh, give me one second because I'm like bending over in a weird fucking position because I don't I don't own a desk. Um, sp- sp- you know, shocker, spoiler. There we go. Sean doesn't own a desk, so uh, you know, having the the microphone uh, to stand up to my head is is quite. Quite uh, it's quite funny. If someone would walk in and see me right now talking to my chair with my computer on my lap, I I think I would look like a, a loon. Um, not that loons are bad. I think loons are great birds. Uh, I think they're uh, they live in what uh, northern Canada. Uh, you you probably hear them in in movies all the time because they're literally the bird that is played in every scene that happens to take place in nature. You know the. Alright, am I here to talk about fucking loons? Not at all. Let me check in first. Um, how, how are you doing? Awesome. Well, no, I'm sorry to hear that. No, but good. No, no, this is, this is it. These are, the, these are the growing moments. These are the moments that challenge us, that make us better and stronger for, for the next time that life wants to smack us in the face with its cock. Uh, it's smelly, stinky, uh, hairy, uh, 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 cheesy, moldy cock that you want nothing to do with because you hate that. But on that note, I'm honestly, I'm in good spirit. I'm high on a little bit of alcohol and life uh, and, and, and my self-reliance. Um, uh, uh, one, you know, ah, wrong word to use there. But... Uh, I, I, I'm in good. I'm in good, I'm in good spirit. I just wrote a gratitude list of things I'm grateful for, including, uh, myself, my feet, um, the people I talk to throughout the day, uh, the ability to, to learn and grow and, and adapt and change to my environment, uh, my car that it works with four wheels. These are things that I am grateful for that you have to remind yourself of all the time because if you don't, you forget, you forget how, how, Sometimes you do have it kind of good, and you, you do, you know, comparatively speaking, I don't want to compare myself to anyone or anything, but comparatively speaking, you're pretty good, man. But on that same note, take a deep breath. On that same note, when do you draw the line? So hi, hello, my name is Sean, and I'm here tonight to talk to you about when to quit your job. We are in the midst of the Great Recession! Ha ha ha! Everyone's running out of their jobs, ripping their shirts off, naked in the st- Oh, wait, that's not happening? No? No, wait, wait. Wait, these- everyone's still making money? The corporations, I mean. Yeah? What? I read an article that everyone walked out of a Burger King. And you're telling me Burger King's doing fine? I, I'm sorry, guys. I got 
my the ghost in the corner is telling me I gotta check this shit. I gotta look this shit up. Hold on. Let me just. Yeah. Oh fuck, dude. Uh, Google it. Um, look up McDonald's and Burger King's numbers and and what they're making this year. In fact, it went up amidst a great recession. I'm sorry, recession. Resignation. Okay, let's start. Let's look up the biggest and largest employer in the country. And who's that? Drumroll, please. Walmart. Let's go see their profit margin. Here, I'll do it for you. And let me just punch the numbers in. All right. Wow. Okay, so for 2019, Walmart took in a total of $514.41 billion with a B dollars for 2021 during the great resignation of the country. They took in a totaling $559 billion. Now, I'm not a doctor, but I think that's uh, an increase. So... If the number one employer of the country is losing people left and right, and it's hurting business, then why the fuck are they making money? Online shopping, and they're giant, and they're yeah, too big to fail. Of course, this, this has to mean the smaller businesses, the smaller localized businesses, correct? It's got to be hurting them. Why? Let's look into this. I want to, I mean... You know, I'm not going to fucking look into it because I, I'm, I'm too uh, biased on this completely. Like, I want to talk to you about why, why should you quit your job? Now, I want to paint a picture, a beautiful picture, of what I've been doing for the past uh, year or so. It's almost a year, but I'm a millennial and a year is like all I can give apparently. So let's get into it. Alright, you guys know I'm a fucking fan of mouth jazz, so I'm sorry. Um, number one. Hello, hi. Um, I work at a, I work at a place. I know, that, that sounds weird. I'm a socialist. That's not weird. Being a socialist at work is not fucking Alright, I gotta slow my roll down, slow my mind down. Alright. Deep breath in, deep breath out. So, what's it like to work for a company who's understaffed? What does that even mean, understaffed? I think understaffed, from my point of view, means that during peak operation hours, you do not have enough employees to adequately and uh, quickly help any customer or guest that enters the door. Uh, these people have expectations, they have needs and wants, and they have an idea, and if you cannot meet that um, picture, then a frustration happens on the guest part and the customer part, and they walk away. So, understaffed. You have a restaurant, you can see maybe 200 people, you got three, four servers on, maybe two bartenders and it all gets it gets it gets 
filled at once. I mean, we all want to eat lunch at 12, right? Because we were told to. Since kids, you know, yes, when you eat lunch. <laughs> Duh. We all want to eat dinner at like 7 because, I mean, that's what we do. We were told to as, as kids. This is when you eat dinner, you know? So these are the two hours that you are peaked in a restaurant. So you want to be stabbed, of course. But at the same time, there is no way of predicting the flow of people into any particular restaurant, especially when you're attached to a ski mountain in upstate New York in the middle of a fucking global warming event. So it's been a slow start to the season, and I understand that. I, I am very patient with that, and I've, 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 I've waited, and I've, I've sacrificed waiting for this, this season, this moment, this winter to hit. It finally starts to hit, and the, the, the peak hours are so randomly there. They're, it's, like, it's, like a, it's like a Thursday at 12. It's busy. And then it's like, oh my god, it's dead until Saturday at 12, and it's busy again. And the, the unpredictability of the weather and of people wanting to enjoy a ski mountain has led to staffing issues. Now, I will be honest, there were staffing issues before... Um, it's really hard to find anybody to wash dishes for $12 an hour that isn't a fucking infant. And it's really hard to get anybody to uh, become a host to sit people and accordingly and kind of control the flow of an operation when you're going to only pay them maybe $12 an hour. Only children are attracted to these jobs. And I say that... Um, in a realistic kind of sense. Now, in upstate New York, it, it, it's not free to live, so you need a living wage to work, and unless it's your third fucking job, because that's the way our forefathers intended it, 17 jobs and uh, nothing left for you. Ha <laughs> ha! No. Let's be honest. Let's, 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 let's talk about this. Understaffed and underpaid. Now, a living wage in upstate New York. Let's let's crunch the numbers real quick. I'm just going to randomly type this into Google. The living wage of we'll do upstate New York. Okay, okay. What did I find? Ha <laughs> ha. Well, um how much dot net? I don't know if this is probably the best valid source to go to. But we got uh, number 57, New York, with a cost of living yearly income needed to live a comfortable, healthy, happy life with all your needs and wants met. $64,500 a year. So that's a lot of money. That's like, that's a real job. That's like, and I say real job, that's a real career that you were uh, blessed enough to have achieved because, I mean, let's be honest, all these jobs are out there for everyone in the country, uh, then they wouldn't exist. So, 64500 needed. And that's to buy a house, uh, 
two cars, raise a family, you know, things that I'm sure the American dream has told you that you need. Now, I don't need uh, two cars. I don't, I don't need, a, you know, five kids running around. You know, as much as I would love to think that I would be a great father, I don't think kids are going to be in my future. And that's a financial reason, not a, you know, I don't want to be a dad. I don't want to have kids. No, I would love to. You know, I would love to be a role model. I would love to to grow and adapt and, and, and go through all of that with a, with, with a little human. That's like, that's, that's amazing. I just don't think it's going to happen in my life because I don't make enough to get there. And as much as I've been bumping around these jobs looking for the right one, you know, the one that you just, you feel good at, you, this, this is it, you feel great, you're here, you're here for the fucking, the long, the long term, you know? When I work at a place like I am now, it's just not going to happen. So let's talk about being underpaid. So I had mentioned being understaffed. Um, you cannot you cannot get a staff in there if you're not offering good money from the get-go. Um, a a well-seasoned bartender, server, they know what they're looking for. They know the dollar amount that they need. So if you can't convince them from day one, this is the spot, they're not going to go there. I know a busser, a host, and a dishwasher are are looked down upon as less than but they are just as important as the head server and the fucking manager because the manager if he's fucking doing dishes or the fucking head chef if they're doing dishes then they're in a pissy fucking mood and they make everyone else fucking know how pissy and angry they are or if you find yourself doing those fucking dishes you find yourself in that same mood. Unless, of course, you find doing dishes, um, you know, kind of stressless and more of like a meditation and you kind of ground yourself in doing it, in which case it's an amazing experience and it kind of resets you. Um, I, I like doing dishes. Sorry. Uh, you know, I, I would be a dishwasher if they pay dishwashers a living wage which we just talked about is um, is a lot. So, underpaid. How much does a head bartender make? Okay, let's dig into the numbers. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba-ching! So, after going through a long and sad and, and strenuous summer, um, I crunched the numbers. I figured out how much I was making, and it was quickly believed to be around uh, like 2100 a month. And that was on a good fucking week. So the average week is a lot less. And I'm going to punch in the numbers for you right now. So the average paycheck was a dollar amount plus the average night, which would be maybe that amount. And that equals that times four is that times 52 and I'm, I'm being very fucking generous because 
I'm sorry, I'm doing this wrong again. So it's, it's, uh, you're gonna have to bear with me, because my math skills are, I'm not a mathematician, guys, I'm a fucking, I'm a soothsayer. Alright, so we make this. Hmm, no, my math's still off. So that, plus that, plus that, plus that, is a week. Maybe I'm being very generous. Times four is a month. Times 52 is a year. Minus taxes. I'm looking around 20, 21.300. Um, 20,000 a year. I'm looking at 20,000 a year. On a, on a, you know, and on a, on a really good year, that's like $31,000 a year. Wow, that sounds like a lot of money, right? Cool. <laughs> you know, except when you have to, you know, pay rent and, 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 and insurances and, and other, uh, you know, life things, food, electricity, you know, things that you don't need but you kind of have to pay for. And that, that number dwindles down to, uh, wow, kind of the baseline of what you need to survive. So my savings, what does a savings account look like after um, a year of this? It looks like around $300. Awesome, cool, cool. I really, God, man, I really hope no fucking emergency happens to me. Like, you know, uh, going to the emergency room when you're a seasonal employee and you aren't given benefits, so you have to, you know... Either you bite the bullet and you go out and you get your own health insurance plan, which costs X amount of dollars per month, which you put into your budget and you realize, you know what, I like food more than emergency health insurance. Or you're like, you know what, let's be honest, honest, I like HBO more than I like emergency health money options and let's be honest no one is not going home and somehow not watching TV or pretending that they go home and they dim the lights and they sit by themselves and they, they read a good book you know what I know they exist I know people exist but the majority of us go home and we're sad and tired and watch TV so I am just like the rest of you. I am no different. I am no better. I just am. So my wonderfully paid amount yearly, um, it, it, it doesn't, it screams go get a better opportunity and look for it. Now, making tips is a very difficult thing to gauge because you can pretend that you know how much you're going to make every night fact is it's a pandemic and uh, global warming so you don't know anything and because you make tips your employer will refuse to pay you anything more than they fucking have to be required by law because in America it's up to the corporations and the leaders of industry how much your time is worth it's not up to you not the the good capitalists um selling their 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 self um you know hey man i'm worth this much an hour 
I can do this, 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 and that. I am worth that. Well, no, 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 you're worth, you're worth half that. And uh, on a good day, it's, it's a quarter of that. And, and we're going to make everyone else uh, have the burden of, of paying you with tips because I, I can't, I, as the, the, as the job owner, I can't pay you that. It's, it's got to be the customers. They, they, they must pay you. The burden is on the customer to pay service workers, anyone in the service industry. You're Sorry, your boss isn't paying you. They don't care about you. They they put that burden on the, the 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 customer, the guest. Unless you happen to live in a state that um, pays service workers the bare minimum, which is minimum wage. In which case, cool, you're making an extra hundred bucks than I am. Because let's talk about taxes. Ba 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 boom. Taxes. Yay! So, taxes. See, I was making um, uh, a, a blank amount during the summer, guaranteed, with my regular pay amount every week, and that ended up being around three hundred dollars a week. It just—it was always. It didn't matter how busy I was or how not busy I was. That amount was always three hundred, and that was me claiming tips and whatnot and then come the busy season the winter and you know what hey we're gonna pay you more an hour but we're gonna have to get rid of that flat rate you were making all right cool cool let's let's do it so we increase that payment a good old four dollars three dollars three dollars an hour more that's that's gotta be making a difference right no no it's not you're telling me your same check amount for twice as many hours, because now we're you know now we're open, you know four or five days out of the week compared to three days out of the week in the off season, and now you're telling me that your amount that you're making on your check is the same as you were making off season with the same tips, cash in your pocket every night, and I mean that every night throughout the week. My tips had been the same throughout the week because I got three days of nothing and two days of like, oh, okay, that was good. Where in the summer, it was three days of, oh, that was good. So I'm working more hours, technically making more an hour, but I'm still taking home the same amount. So now that it's busier and a little more stressful because we're understaffed during peak times, I find myself like, what the fuck, man? Why am I even here? Like, what? What's going on? I, I, I could be making the same amount if I worked three days compared to the five days just to help everyone out. And I'm feeling no better or greater for it. And no one else seems to fucking care. Wow, that seems like you're not appreciated. Let's talk about appreciation, shall we? And I'm, I, I understand this is all completely rhetorical and my opinion and my view. And I'm in a kind of sour mood right now, so I'm a little more cynical than usual. But um, that's kind of why I'm here. I want to 
I want to talk about this. I want to express how I feel, and I want to share it with you, and I want to talk about it with you guys. I want to talk about it with, with, with you. What have you felt? What have you been through? Because I want to relate, and I want to grow, and I want to learn. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm not burying this inside me right now, playing video games, drinking a beer, thinking that, hey, it's going to be better tomorrow. No, I'm here now to talk about it so we can grow and move on. Not appreciated. Not appreciated. Let's talk about that. Can the self-centered man see anything outside of himself? No. No, they can't. Can the self-centered man think anything outside of himself? Well, no, because his self is centered. He might have moments where he, he breaks that chain, but in reality, there is nothing, no growth or movement in his heart slash brain that will connect whatever synapses he needs to, to see the world around him. Let me tell you a story. My name is Sean. I'm a bartender, and I take pride in making cocktails. I have fun making I love drinking. I love beer. I love wine. I love gin, vodka, whiskey. Not really vodka, but I love whiskey and tequila. Um, I, you know what? I don't like vodka at all. But when I was younger, I totally did, and I had my moment, but it's over now. And now I love whiskey and tequila and gin and beer and cocktail i am just i i am i just this is i love it i love making i love talking about cocktails i love making a cocktail give it to a customer and talking about it why the flavors help each other why that flavor is making your fucking chicken dish better why this is a memorable experience that's what i do that's what i love i'm a fucking i'm a fucking alcohol salesman technically that's what I do. I don't have to convince you. My my. I I I I hear it. I hear my ego has been fluffed, as you can say, by the customers and guests around me for many years. In fact, here's a story. So I was making one of my um, concoctions and a smoked old-fashioned. A a a technical recipe that I learned when I lived in Florida from a beautiful restaurant called The Alchemist uh, in West Palm Beach off of Clematis. It had lasted four, five years, and it was such a unique experience. A little gastropub in between a nightclub and a fucking sports bar, and it, it was just so much fun working there. They, they prided themselves on craft cocktails a select micro beer menu, um, overly expensive wines, and half the idealism of a steakhouse. Uh, steak was how you made your money, and cocktails was how you added to that, or wine. So that's when you learned the hustle of, um, of how to sell and how to appreciate it and go from there. And sadly, that restaurant closed, and you know we all had to move on and you know blah 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 i'm in new york now 
So I took the most famous cocktail from that restaurant, the Smoked Old Fashioned. Now, millions of other people across the country have done Smoked Old Fashioned. It's not anything new. It's not like a blowing minds. But no one does it in like a 20, 30 mile radius of where I work. In fact, it's like the only place. So it was unique and awesome. So I'm making a smoked old fashioned for a couple of customers who I've already made it to before. Uh, they are members of the private club at the Ski Mountain, so they pay a lot of money to be there. And they are they come there just to get the smoked old fashioned. They are so fucking they're like, yes, yes, Sean, yeah. Can you make that smoky? I'm like, yeah, yeah I can make that smoky. Cookie, make that smoky. And they're like two giddy kids. And they're next to the owner of the mountain, who shall remain nameless right now. And they're talking. They're you know they, obviously they know each other, and, and they're, they're you know just back and forth. I know the owner knows them. I know they know the owner. Um, you, you know you, you got to be in, in a blind not to know the owner. And they ask me for the cocktail. I start making it, and the entire time I'm making it, it takes like five minutes just to prep the drink. They're trying to get the attention of the guy next to them, the owner, to to watch me make the drink. And these are the same people that texted him a week ago saying, hey, this guy is what you need. He's amazing. So I make the cocktail, I make the drink, and I, 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 I pour the smoke into the flask with the whiskey and the bitters and the sugar, and I swirl it in the smoke, the applewood smoke, the thick, rich, white smoke. And I pour the flask over the glass rim onto the giant king cube and the smoke trickles down with the bourbon and it's just it's an all expiring moment you, you got the you got the orange peel with the the, the the maraschino cherry the luxardo maraschino cherry just skewered right there off center where the smoke can hit the rock and bounce off and coat the glass it is a wonder for anyone who likes a good bourbon drink, it's it's a experience to have. And these guys are they're fucking filming it on their phones. That's how much they love it. And they're like, hey, hey, you know, blank, 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 you know, put in his name there. Look, look. And his attention that was a hundred percent at them is now onto his phone. And yeah, 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 yeah. And after the drink's done, and he paid not one attention, the one guy goes, Hey, how fucking cool is that? And his response, Yeah, yeah, whatever. Didn't even bat an eyelash. Didn't even look up from what he was doing. Now that's one small story. Amongst 50 or so of those moments trying to get the appreciation and attention of someone who is paying you because that's what you want if you want to you want to move up you want to grow in a company especially a small locally kind of privately owned one you suck up to the boss and that's this is a person you <laughs> I don't think you can do it with and maybe it was my looks, maybe it's my haircut or my gauges or my tattoos that that nah, I, 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 I want nothing to do with this person. But that little line of like just 
say good job. Just look up and say, hey, that was pretty fucking cool. Or anything. A millisecond more of your attention could have sealed the deal that I was in the right place. But no, it was ignored. That's one story. I have 50 or so more of those where you stay late, you show up early, you're already underpaid, you're already overworked, but you, you know, we're America. This is what you do. You show up for your job and you do it. You know, self-sacrifice for the company, right? For the company, guys, right? It's not just the only story. Let's talk about toxic work environment. What's toxic? Is there toxic waste flowing through the the sinks? Yes, quite possibly because the water shuts off, you know, on and on again. No, I want to talk about the emotional toxic work environment where not only is the owner on a 1950s white male rich ego mind trip, but the people he employs are also kind of those people. Self-centered, self-righteous, me, 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 less, 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 less you. Well, we can't pay people more because they have to earn it. They have to deserve it. All right, cool. Until they deserve it, and then, well, you know, you're making too much now, so we can't pay you more because you're making more an hour than someone else, and they've been here longer, and you can't make more than them because that would be insulting, correct? Well, they're making nothing, and they've been here how, what, how long? Well, I, what, this, what kind of mental message is that sending me, the new employee? Okay. Toxic work environment. What is toxic masculinity? What is the toxic alpha male? Someone who has to be heard and correct all the time, has to be the loudest, the strongest, the most feared, the leader of the pack. Uh, you wanna have a really fun, quick side scroll? Go look up alpha wolves in nature and you will see they don't exist. It's actually a patriotic society. Or, or, uh, it's, you know, the oldest wolf leads the way. And it has nothing to do with being the strongest. Um, and that's just the way it is. And you know what? We can look at the sea lions and the walruses, you know. <laughs> and where the biggest male gets all the harem of ladies. But can we ask, is that, is he happy? Is he happy just being a giant piece of blubber on a beach in Antarctica. Arctic? Sorry, I don't know where. Oh, wrong. You know, I don't know where they but. But alpha male syndrome is a is a misinterpreted study on wolves that has been taken by mainstream culture to become this symbolism of the ultimate Male, the ultimate strongest, best male that everyone looks up to. Well, that is a recipe for 
manipulation, depression, and, well, let's be honest, exploitation. Now, with the manipulation comes, uh, you know what, I'm going to get there in a second. But with the masculinity comes a lot of, you know, me first, you second, and then when they are pushed as second, that's when the anger comes out. The anger, the anger of being littled, of being put in their place, of being whatever. And that anger can seep in and out to so many different levels, and it can affect you, not only spiritually and physically, but mentally as well. You know, when you are talked down to or talked against, when you're working in front of people, a lot of people, and you have to put a face on, because let's be honest, you're not happy all the time, but if you have to work all the time, then you have to put on a certain face, song, and dance all the time. This is nothing new, I've mentioned this before, and anyone who works in the industry can completely agree. But that does wear on you. And the people that you do want to see your true self and be vulnerable and comfortable with are your coworkers. And when you can't because you're afraid of how they might snap, turn, or talk behind you about your vulnerability, you silence yourself. Or if you're having a fucking moment, an emotional moment, where you feel like you were wronged and now you're acting like you're angry and you're slamming shit and you're, you're, you know, you have events in your life happening, you know, let's say a, a, a breakup of a relationship or a death in the family and then you're told by said person to check your attitude at the door. Meanwhile, they never check any attitude anywhere except on you and your co-workers. That person says, check your attitude at the door, bro. Not for them, though. They can, they can act a fool and be loud and belligerent, terroristic, in a sense, to their underlings. Because that's how we look at people that are below us, right? Oh, you work below me? Well, you're not, you're not like me. You're under me. You're less than me. Because I work harder than you. And because I'm working harder means you aren't working as hard as me and deserve less than me. All other experiences and whatever you're going through, it doesn't matter because that person is selfish and only sees them and their struggle and your struggle is nothing because you work at fucking McDonald's, you piece of shit. You should make nothing. McDonald's is the place that you eat, um, you know, six times a month at and maybe, maybe even more than that. Maybe once a week you get McDonald's, but... You know, that person, if they weren't there, you wouldn't get your fucking McDonald's burger, and then you'd be upset because you have to cook your own burger. <laughs> but that person doesn't deserve to have a living wage because it's McDonald's and they are less than you. America! Bam! Gaslighting. 
Let's talk about gaslighting in a, in a workplace. Check your attitude at the door. It's not us. It's you. It's you. Why are you acting like this? Why are you doing this? What can I do to stop that? Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't make me feel bad for how I'm already feeling. I already, I'm already beating myself up. I already hate myself. I'm already hating my job and my life. Why would you attack somebody who is on an emotional level or place like that? Why? What? Why, why guilt somebody who's already being guilted? And you know what? It guilted me. It guilted me hard. And I shut right the fuck up. I clammed right up. You know what? I was like, I put my head down. Like, you're right, you're right, you're right. No, no. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for feeling. I'm sorry for acting out. I'm sorry for being a human. I am totally sorry. I don't know how I lost my cool. I'm so, you know what? No, 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 no. I'm a pillar of strength and superiority, and this will never happen again. I apologize. Um, It happened again because you can't bottle your emotions like that. Check out my last episode about bottling emotions. Not my last episode, but uh, it's it's down there. Just look for it. It's, it's awesome. Uh, me and Brandon. Love you, Brandon. Gaslighting. It's not my fault. It's not me. No, you're confused. You're confused. You're you know no 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 no. What are you talking about? There is no fire happening in the building. And you're on fire. You're on fire. You're burning. What fire? I don't even smell smoke. And you're dead. You're dead now. Why to quit your job? When to quit your job? Is too much too much? Are you being a pussy? Wow. That's a sexist fucking answer, isn't it? You're being a pussy. You're weak talking for men only right now um young men obviously or you know even older men white men usually you know any man any, any man being told by any other man that you're a pussy for not being strong enough to suppress your emotions and suck it up and and, and fight for that nothing an hour wage and don't forget you should be grateful for the opportunity Holy shit, I didn't even get into fucking gratitude and how grateful you should be as an American to even fucking have a job. Be grateful for the opportunity you have to work and earn. Be grateful for the opportunity to pay taxes and help build your society. Be fucking grateful. Be grateful. I am a grateful human. I have a gratitude list I write every morning. I love to kiss the ground that some people walk and I love to compliment them on everything they do and tell them randomly throughout the day that they are beautiful and wonderful and should be loved. I've never, ever, 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 ever heard any gratitude for my job. Except, hey man, I'm lucky I found you. Why? Because it's less work for you? Or because I'm an asset to the company? Because all you're showing me is that it's less work for you. Which is kind of about you. Kind of selfish. Kind of toxic. Guys, ladies, humans, animals, trees, walk the fuck out. Walk the fuck out right now. What happens when we all walk out? They're gonna shut down the economy. <laughs> 
man. They'll fucking figure it out. Fuck these pigs. Fuck these assholes. Fuck all of them. I want, you know, I, I want to be a beautiful, healthy human and, and, and a, a part of society. I want to help build bridges and roads and schools and feed children. I really fucking do. And I will put every dollar that I can in my taxes to help that. What I will not do. What I don't want to fucking do. Just build someone else's fucking wealth and build someone else's fucking toxic idea of how a job should be wrong. And, and and my taxes go to build fucking tanks and other crazy bombs that kill other kids in other countries that I will never fucking know their names of. What the fuck have we done? Walmart, last year... $559 billion. That's enough to pay all their employees to stay home for two fucking years, smoking cigars, sipping fine scotch, saying, hey, don't worry about the pandemic, guys. We got you. We love you. But they won't. And they never will. And we should never expect them to do that. And I will never expect my millionaire boss to ever open up his eyes and care about humanity and society because it's in his head what he's done has done so well for him that it's got to be the right way you know it's cognitive fucking dissonance and whatever you want to call it you know what i'm gonna call it walking out in the middle of a busy shift and i i don't want to stress out my other co-workers that are struggling with being underappreciated, underloved, but is that my responsibility to hold them together and hold the team t- t- tight when the people in charge won't? Is that my responsibility? Does that fall to me? Should I feel bad? Should I feel bad and just keep showing up to work? Just waiting for that fucking explosion of a moment where I get belittled and talked down to and underappreciated again, where I go home crying? Not only did I fucking drive 20 minutes in the snow to get there, but I go home in tears because I don't think I'm good enough? Walk out of your jobs. Walk away from these people. This is the great resignation. Nobody wants to work. Man, people want to work, and they want to be appreciated. They want to be loved. It's so fucking simple. It's right... It's right there. We all, Babies do it. They wake up and they want to be loved and play and, 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 and be with other humans. It's just simple. And we somehow have, have, have twisted this, this idea and imagination of, of the workplace and, and being self-reliant and important and, 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 and self-sacrificing that I'm watching another one of my bosses completely deteriorate in health mental and physical and it hurts me because I like him I like the fucking guy he's a great fucking person no I won't remain silent I won't because if I remain silent then more people get hurt and more people get fucked up and more people die suicide is the third leading cause of death in people my age group and that is fucked up suicide from what oh it's not just jobs i'm sure but you can't tell me any job has saved any of those people that are now statistics because that's bullshit 
We need better awareness of mental health. We need better work environments. And we need to be paid correctly. You can't sit here and yell at me. Well, you got to pay these people. The, gas, the price of gas is going to go up. And all the other goods are going to go Because you know what? I'm watching inflation happen right now. And I'm not making any more money. And I went to Walmart. I asked them. No one there except maybe the manager's making any more fucking money. So, you know, prices, inflation is going to happen. And we're not making more an hour. Your argument is failed. It is flawed. Yeah, go watch fucking Fox News and try and figure it out yourself. I'm sure you'll, you'll get somewhere. I didn't mean to shout out to Fox News. I'm sure you guys are doing a great job. Um, and don't watch it. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm sure they do a great job. Yeah, I'm angry. I'm angry because I feel like I was wronged. And not just wronged for a week and being dramatic. I got this job almost a year ago. And, you know, even the most stalwart of you will be like, oh, you got to work for a place for five years before you can even take any initiative. And that's that seems like a prison sentence. You're in prison. I've been in prison now since the pandemic started. Do I have time served? Do I get to get out early? Shit, man. People that, that diddled kids and did horrible things to kids are out before me. Oh, am I comparing? Oh, shit. Are we not supposed to compare? Oh, my God. What do Americans do but compare themselves to everyone else because I work harder than you? Oh, wait, you're comparing? Oh, but you can't compare that. Oh, compare this. Not that. I'm talking about work. I'm talking... Wait, the fuck? Why can't we compare kindness or love or admiration? Why can't we compare anything but shoe size and dick size and whatever imaginary number you have in your bank account from your imaginary money? Guys, have a good night. Love each other. Be kind. Reach out to me, afthepodcast at gmail.com. I want to hear about your quit stories. Let's talk about quitting. How did you quit? How amazing was it? How did you feel? I, I, I'll tell let's You know what? My next episode will be just about quitting jobs because I got a hundred of them. And you know what? I'm happy about every single one of them. I'll give you a little a little free one, you know, a little, little short one for free. Uh, driving up to Home Depot, and I'm like, just about to pull in, and I just turned around to U-turn, and I was like, you know what, not today, and I never went back, and I never will forget it, and it still brings a smile and warmth to my heart, because it didn't matter, I didn't matter to them, they don't matter to me, and just like this company now, I'm going to walk away, they will continue, because I don't matter to them, and that's the point I want to make. Good night.